0: Hello and welcome. This is the Ultra Working Podcast. I am Chris Nattera. A couple of weeks ago at the height of the initial ChatGPT experimentation phase, at least for me, I, you know, played around with it, wanted to see if I could somehow use it for some of the creative processes, for example, for a podcast production. And I asked it to come up with a list of potential show ideas. And I've done this in the past, and for the most part, I think the ideas that it come up, comes up with are fairly uninspiring and not really something that I want to do a show about. But there was one title here that stood out, and many stood out because I was like, huh, that's actually an interesting question because I don't have the answer necessarily for this question. The title was The Science of Productivity, Understanding the Principles of High Performance. And like. Okay, interesting. The, interest, the the principles of high performance. If you asked me that question, what are the, that, those principles? I wouldn't necessarily have a straightforward answer. I could hypothesize some things that probably would be useful to be on that list. Other things, maybe not, maybe yes. So I asked ChatGPT to clarify what the principles of high performance are. And it gave me a list, and I thought it would be interesting to just go through that list and sort of check, sort of sanity check them and see if we do think that the things here on that list that ChatGPT comes up with are actually something that we would consider a key principle. And maybe it's possible to still be very highly performing without each individual item on that list, but maybe we also come to the conclusion that ChatGPT is actually right and you know these are in, in fact key principles that we shouldn't ignore if we want to produce at a really high level in any area of life really. So the list is long. He came up with a list of 10 items and I might not read all of them here but let's get started with the first one. So. Principle of high performance number one, according to ChatGPT, is setting clear and specific goals. High performers set clear and specific goals that are aligned with their values and purpose. So right off the bat here, I did like that he added values and purpose sort of in the definition of a goal. Not sure if that's really, really commonly added when I think about um, goal setting. Now, ultimately, obviously, if you don't have a specific goal in mind, then it would be really, really hard to um, achieve anything or like to go after a specific goal and generally goal achievement and performing. Like performance is actually rated against a specific target, a specific goal. So I think this is correct. Maybe one counterpoint that I could see here is something where, You could have like a researcher or someone in a field with a very, very narrow focus where maybe there is just a single goal that is to be achieved. And someone could like very singularly minded focus on just one goal. Don't really have like a process of setting and clarifying and stating, you know, a ton of different goals. They just have this one thing in mind and they're going after this one thing. And they're doing that with a high level high degree of uh, focus and dedication and, and and strategy so um and and be absolutely considered to be a high performer on that specific one goal but i think you know i'm giving chat like a good good rating here this or while ge- very generic is actually correct second key principle prioritizing and focusing on the most important tasks now that is again quite interesting because when it comes to productivity, we're always have a bit of a tension between concepts like efficiency and effectiveness, being busy, you know working a lot versus working smartly and effectively on the things that actually produce results. And we call it in many of our products, for example, in the pentathlon, we um, focus on working on the most important work miw for the duration of the pentathlon so for two weeks we try to install a daily focus on not just working and working a lot on on, on random things but working at least 10 minutes ideally up to 100 minutes or longer on your very clearly stated upfront most important work so i think JetGPT again is actually onto something here if you said clear goals, and then you focus on prioritizing your most important work towards achieving that goal, you're already on a really, really good track. Even if you did almost nothing else, uh, you have a good chance of, of being considered a high performer on that one specific goal, at least in the near future. Number three, key principle number three, managing time effectively. Now, I'm not sure, If there is much to be said here again when we look at number two it's interesting that it's not necessarily even necessary to put in crazy amounts of hours if you're actually focusing your time on the most important things maybe at the cost of focusing no time on not so important things and i think that's certainly a a skill to develop um it's Effectiveness trumps efficiency in most cases, I would make the case. But yeah, managing time effectively, I think, uh, again, fairly straightforward advice. Nothing, it's definitely not wrong here. Not sure in what exactly is meant. You know, I'm not sure if we can even call it that, if ChatGPT if means something by something. But obviously we could unravel that and, and, and unpack it and um, yeah, make go deeper into this one point. I think we can move on. Number four, building positive habits, high performance, but positive habits that support their goals and improve their performance. Hmm. Again, um, I'm sure that there are high performers out there who have by many means, a lot of maybe not so beneficial habits, but they just get number one and number two right. They know what they wanna accomplish and they focus on their most important work and just get that out of the way. And then who knows what other things are going on in their lives. I would put number four, building positive habits as sort of a good thing to have, optional. I'm not sure if it's under all circumstances absolutely necessary, but obviously if we can build positive habits, yeah, then by all means, we should do so. Number five, staying motivated. High performers find ways to stay motivated even when facing challenges or setbacks. Hmm. This is now something where potentially I, I would want at least to disagree. At least disagree in the sense that maybe it's motivation, maybe it's something else. Like motivation, you know, I I con- con- connect it with this like this real feeling of just wanting to get something done. And I I the word has a bit of a it has a positive, but it also has a potential dangerous connotation. Because motivation tends to be a thing that often comes and goes. Like this initial excitement about working on something. We all know the motivation we might have in the first week of January, or that's at least what we often connect with the word of you know, getting in shape, going to the gym but eventually motivation often can fade away a little bit and then often what ends up happening is that then you know the the goal attainment the, the drive towards the goal actually goes out the window because we connected our our behaviors onto this kind of fleeting emotion and i think actually what is more important is not motivation but finding systematic structured ways to get your work done, even if you don't feel motivated. And, you know, here's, here's an interesting, I think, context writing. There is a, I think a saying, I think it might be Stephen King. he says, um, amateurs wait for inspiration and professionals just sit down and do the job, something along those lines. And I might be slightly mis- misquoting this here, but basically we shouldn't necessarily attach the the, the doing of an activity to us being motivated or require motivation in order to do the work that our mission requires and that our role requires. Even if we are not motivated, we should still be able to get the job done. So I think number five, well, obviously, if you if you find ways and, and maybe, you know, if we asked a thousand people that we consider high performers, they would say, yeah, I, I just figure figure out how to, Never let motivation wane, even if I don't maybe necessarily feel like doing it in the moment. But I think we could also find that these people just find ways to actually do their job, regardless of the feeling of motivation that they experience at any given moment. Number six, continual learning and self-improvement. High performers are always seeking ways to improve and learn new skills, which allows them to stay ahead of the curve. This is probably correct. Again, a lot of these things, it's hard to disagree with that it's good, that it's necessary. Now we could look at the scope, how big of a continual learning and self-improvement scope is this. You could have someone that's like very narrowly focused on a specific field, maybe just gets better by the work that they're actually doing without necessarily having to go out of their way to expand and and learn and, and improve. But at the same time, um, if we take someone that wants to stay ahead of the curve, then in most cases, you will have to adapt. You will have to get new knowledge. You'll have to improve in areas because just the world as a whole is improving and, and the, the field is improving. And it's so interesting when you look at some areas in, in sports, for example, over the last you know 20 years, and where a certain field started out and what the average performance in a field was. One thing that comes to mind is like uh, the, the the sport of uh, skateboarding and what was considered to be like a crazy move 20 years ago and what is considered a crazy move these days or um, I when I was you know 18, we were really interested in in uh, seeing the parkour athletes first videos came out, of these guys um, you know, running over over parkour courses in, in cities and, and, and traversing obstacles. But the, it's insane to see what is possible these days and just how much that sport has evolved and what people are capable of doing and are doing these days. It's just a completely different beast actually. Number seven, maintaining a positive attitude. High performers maintain a positive attitude even in the face of adversity. Which allows them to stay focused and motivated. Mm. Who knows? I could see someone <laughs> again, I think it's good to have this, and, and and maybe, you know, maybe some people have like a just like a really good positive attitude all, all the time, but ultimately, I'm not sure if this is required to perform at a high level. Ultimately, this what was required is to just get the job done, and whether or not you have a positive attitude as you do it might be less important now again I'm I'm playing a bit of the devil's advocate here I would assume that you know having a positive attitude is better than not having one it, I think it will build some resilience and will help you to deal with setbacks who are going to come in most cases for sure at a, a better rate and with a better you know better um chance of going getting over them once you encounter them But I'm not saying it's necessarily required to have a positive attitude at all times. You just need to get the job done in most cases. So there are two more, three more. Number eight, managing stress. Okay, I think we can skip over this quickly. Um, Obviously you need to deal with the things as they come come up and um, yeah, if you know how to do so, then by all means. Number nine, building a strong support network. High performers surround themselves with supportive people who can help them achieve their goals. I guess this is very field uh, specific. Maybe in some areas this is super important, but for sure we can find examples of sort of like solo performers that do not require for the specific field that they're in a lot of supportive people around them. They can just get the job done by themselves. Now, obviously in most organizations, you will depend heavily on not only your own performance or your own performance will depend the team's performance, the performance of the organization will depend not necessarily on the performance of individuals, but on the performance of the team. And then the performance, like a high performer within a team will actually be measured by the standard of his performance within a larger organization. And if you're not someone... Can work well with the people around you, then it's going to be very difficult for you as well to perform at your highest level. So I guess I can I can again give this a chat chat box here. Number 10, final, final key to high productivity, high performance according to ChatGPT, is reflecting and analyzing performance. High-performers regularly reflect and analyze the performance, which allows them to identify areas for improvement and make adjustments." Again, I think this one this one, I actually really strongly agree with, just also by the fact that I think it's almost impossible to even reach really high levels of, of technical skill and, and, and the real capabilities And improve on your performance if you're not sitting down and reflecting and analyzing and just from some of the connections and and some of the people that i've i've met over the last say five years that i consider to be really really high performing individuals i have noticed something that i wasn't doing as much um before myself that these folks have a much higher likelihood to do things like weekly reviews, monthly reviews and planning, quarterly reviews, analyzing their behavior in certain situations, doing a post-mortem on a project, doing an after action report, seeing how things went down and trying to draw lessons from them for future encounters, for future performances. I would actually rank this, I'd put, put reflecting and analyzing maybe at, at number three or so, like off, off this list in terms of the importance. And this actually really, really well ties up with one of my favorite books. And one of the pictures of one of my favorite books, which is sort of the goal achievement cycle in, 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 in Principles by Ray Dalio, where you're basically taking an action, you're getting the result from the action, you're analyzing the results that you've gotten. You see if there is something that you could have done better. And then you make an adjustments adjustment and, you know, try again, run another experiment, give it another shot. And by following the cycle of constantly doing something, getting feedback, making an improvement, and then taking a slightly improved action, you know, it's, it's, it's very... It's very motivating to see what this can lead up over the duration of, you know, some time passing. So the key principle number 10, reflecting and analyzing performance, I think, yes, absolutely. Something that we should be doing if we want to perform at a high level. So these were the 10 principles. Kind of interesting, just to see what, what came up with. Now, another round could be, what are the things that are not listed on this that are absolutely maybe more important, more critical than these 10? None of them are wrong. I think they're all sort of correct. Now the importance of them, maybe in some cases overstated, they may not be absolutely required. I think a principle is generally something that if you don't follow it, for the most part, it should come with some consequences. It should, you know, it should be an absolute requirement on that list. Some of these things are, you know, maybe nice to have, maybe not absolutely must-haves when we want to perform at a high level. But still, interesting to see, and, and especially interesting to see, you know, with many of these these things that this uh, this this model, you know, spits out, it can't be taken at necessarily as the truth and at face value, but it's an interesting starting off point to ask some questions and 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 think about these these li- these lists for yourself and see do you agree with the uh, principles or what the options presented or do you not agree do you, do you disagree and for what reason so yeah hopefully this was an interesting episode the principles of high performance according to chat gpt maybe we could you know analyze them and was some some interesting considerations here Thank you for listening, and as always, be well.